Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, January 9th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, as we talked about on yesterday's show tonight over at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater on Broadway, Prayer for the French Republic will officially open. That means we're going to save our episode until later. So if you normally listen on Patreon, it's not going to come out until later in the evening. We're going to wait until all of those reviews are in, and I'll probably run through everything solo. I'm also going to see the national tour of company on Tuesday night, so it just makes sense to kind of wait and do everything together. So if you're listening in the regular feed and you normally listen to the regular feed, you won't hear anything different. But if you're listening in the Patreon feed, it'll be coming to you later in the night. So don't be surprised or concerned about that. But if you want to hear everything that we have in Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Grace, um, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like I want to go crazy. Let's go crazy. You want to go crazy? Let's go crazy. There we go. Because yesterday we had, be quite honest, for someone of my age, a very exciting announcement because it was confirmed that the iconic Prince film slash album Purple Rain is headed for the musical stage and, and we'll get to why I'm saying this in a minute, specifically to Broadway. The original 1984 film, which starred Prince, is being adapted for the stage by Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, who is writing the book, and Liliana Blaine Cruz is directing, which sounds like just an absolutely incredible team to be working on a Prince show. If you are unfamiliar with what Purple Rain is, it's a, a movie that came out in 1984. It went on to spawn one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. It went platinum 13 times. Includes the songs When Doves Cry, the title song Purple Rain, and the aforementioned Let's Go Crazy. But there are many other songs in there that you will probably know from Prince's catalog as well. as like Take Me With You, The Beautiful Ones, I Would Die For You, Baby I'm a Star. So this is... Very exciting. We've heard over the years since Prince's passing back in 2016 that people have wanted to do biopics or movie musicals about him or something. This feels like a better fit to me because not that Prince and I were friends, but what we know of Prince is that he was a fairly private guy. I don't know that he would really love his music being used in a biopic about him. So getting... Purple Rain adapted for the stage seems great. And with Jacobs Jenkins and Blaine Cruz, like, I mean, that seems pretty awesome to me. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a really good group. I'm interested. I'm interested in so many facets of it. So I'll I'll like hold all of my (laughs) like like I'm I'm interested. Um, But yeah, I think it's really exciting. And I think that the way that this music has resonated with people similar to how like MJ's music has resonated with people throughout the years that they've been waiting for a kind of musicalized version. But I wonder about a person's personal life interfere. It's, it's always this gamble with people that, you know, have iconic music that when, when you attach it to the person or whether you're not attaching it to the person that is passed on, it's just, it's certainly, it's certainly interesting. By interesting, I'm feeling like you might be saying concerning. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something about Prince's backstory that I don't know a ton about. So maybe I'm uh, missing out on some things that might be problematic about that. But um, I will point out, as I mentioned earlier, the show is almost certainly heading for Broadway because 
The show's website is purplerainbroadway.com. So if there was ever any doubt, which there obviously wasn't when you're getting Brandon Jacobs Jenkins and Liliana Blaine Cruz to work on a musical like this, it is definitely aiming for Broadway. There is obviously no timeline that has been announced as to when it will finally see the stage or any other creative team members or casting. But as you kind of mentioned with MJ, we saw how that show can turn somebody into a star. I I would have to imagine that if they get somebody to really nail a Prince-like performance, that that person, whether they win a Tony like Miles Frosted or not, that would really take a huge, uh, a hugely talented person. So I could see this being a huge star vehicle for for an up and coming person as well. I don't have any insight on this. I genuinely don't. But when I look at him, I look, I see Robin De Jesus. Like I, I don't know how people yeah. aren't immediately him, um, especially no. like his charisma. Are you crazy? Robin De Jesus is like my age. There's no way he can play Prince in in a musical. He's 39 years old. Listen, that's a Broadway 21. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real, Matt. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Prince was in 1984. Yeah, he would have been 2026 in 1984. So fairly That's a Broadway 33. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what you're saying. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't, um, I, I, I understand the, where you're getting that. I don't see that as a, uh. A possibility there, but if way, the cast totally of Broadway's fun. Mean Girls can be 33 years old, and that is no Tino shade, congrats to all of them. I think that we can we can fudge it a little bit. Okay, well, we will have to wait and see if Robin De Jesus plays the kid, which was Prince's character's name in uh, in in Purple Rain or not. But I have a feeling they're going to skew a little younger. But we'll have to wait and see. All right, Grace, let's take a real quick break and talk about our sponsor this week, Factor. It is the beginning of the year. Grace, you and I made our theatrical resolutions together. I made a ton of other personal New Year's resolutions, and one of them was to get back to eating healthy during the football season when I have all my normal work and then my crazy football extra stuff to do. I was not eating great, but that is why I am so happy that Factor is sponsoring the show this week and that I've had my keto meal plan sent to me already. There are some incredible food options in Factor's weekly rotations. They have different meals every week. This week, you can get things like truffle butter filet mignon. You can get smoky barbecue chicken breast. You can get Mexican-style beef and refried beans. Down on my keto plan that I got, I got creamy Parmesan chicken with broccoli and tomatoes. I also got chicken Florentine with spinach and garlic chili cauliflower. Like, there are so many great things in the factor rotation that if you are looking to start your year not only with the convenience of meal uh, meal prep plans but also with a healthy option as well factor is the way to go that's the thing like you know that i am constantly in, in, a, in a daze and like constantly hectic schedules and that's what i've already really really loved about factor is the fact that even though like my life is crazy, they can also be crazy with me. The factor is super flexible. We can like change our orders every single week with plans like 
four to 18 meals per week, or you can pause them because sometimes, you know, you go out of town for an out of town tryout and then you got to come back. And so you can always like reschedule deliveries for any time that you're back. But um, it, it's really nice. The idea of like not stressing over meal prep and meal times. It's certainly one thing that is like kind of top of my list of things that like need to have like a very normal <laughs> pathway of scheduling. But that's the thing about Factor. It's no prep, no mess. It really frees up all of your time when it comes to like going out and shopping for food and then like cooking and, and the cleanup and all of it. It can just be really overwhelming. So that's it's kind of nice because there's no more wasted time in the kitchen. So head to factormeals.com slash Broadway 50 and use code Broadway 50 to get 50% off. One more time. That's code Broadway 50 at factormeals.com slash Broadway 50 to get 50% off. All right, let's dive back into the news, Grace. And on Sunday night, the 81st annual Golden Globes were held in Los Angeles and a number of Broadway alums got their due and got their flowers as well as a fun little trophy. We saw Divine Joy Randolph, who, of course, played the Whoopi Goldberg part in Ghost, the musical. She won for her performance in The Holdovers. She won the best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a motion picture. Her Holdovers co-star Paul Giamatti also won for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. He has been on Broadway a number of times, most often back at the beginning of uh, the early aughts with Arcadia, Racing Demon, Three Sisters, Iceman, Cometh. Emma Stone also won for her performance in Poor Things for Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And she had this really interesting quote that I basically have seen every single person in the Broadway community repost from some sort of red carpet over the weekend where she talked about how, like, she doesn't know if she can ever come back to Broadway because it's the hardest thing she's ever done. Have you seen that, Grace, I assume? Oh, yeah, I reposted it. It's been circulating everything. And what she's saying, though, is that like that was not something that she had ever done before. And yet, you know, like she was able to really see how exactly Broadway schedules are done. And as you know, one of the principal characters and her saying, you know, doing eight shows a week was the hardest thing she's ever done. And a lot of people said, "Uh uh-huh. Imagine a holiday schedule. (laughs) Broadway. Am I never going to say I don't know if I could do it again. Why? That was the hardest thing I've ever done, was doing cabaret. Um, and I, I I don't know. I, it's really the, hard, the hardest thing. I, for, I, I thought it was going to be easy, you know? Not easy. No, I never thought it was going to be easy. But I was like, it's three hours a day. You know, you're just doing it at night. You're going to hang out all day. You go, you do the show, ba-ba-ba, da-da-da, you go home. I was like, this is literally, like, you have to live like a monk. Your voice is always gone, or at least mine, because of my voice is broken. And I, it was so freaking hard. And I will tell you, it did make me fall in love with acting in a whole new way. And then I did La La Land right after I did that. So I have looked at acting completely differently since I did it. But God, going back in, I'm like, I don't know. It's... I have the most respect possible for theater actors because there is nothing more challenging, in my opinion. It's interesting that you're talking about all these like, you know, theater people that have made their way into like the Golden Globe, like Stratosphere and how like even, you know, our sweet Karen Culkin having done Mm -hmm. This Is Our Youth and like Second Stage actually had a great carousel of all the people that were winning and and nominated that night and their shows that they had done over the past, you know, 30 years. So it was really, really cool to see. Yeah. And Ayo Edebiri, who I feel like did Matilda at some point. I haven't been able to find any confirmation of that. I feel like she was in the ensemble for Matilda, but either way, she was in 
theater camp. She won for her role in The Bear, but she, you know, she's got the, at least the theater connections with theater camp if she wasn't in Matilda, but I feel like she might have been. But anyway, lots of theater stars. If you want to find out where you can stream every single one of the Golden Globes winners, I'll have a link in the show notes. It just happens to be an article that I wrote for my day job. So you can uh, go ahead and click on that and maybe sign up for some uh, streaming services through our affiliate links. That would be nice of you. Thank you very much. All right, let's dive into some show and casting news, Grace. What is old is new again over at the Al Hirschfeld Theater because yesterday it was announced that Derek Klenna will return to the cast of Moulin Rouge the Musical starting on February 6th. He will replace Casey Cott in the role of Christian. He will begin performances alongside Grammy winner and pop culture icon Boy George, who's going to be taking over as Harold Zidler on that day as well. Klenna uh, originally replaced... Aaron Tveit in the role and is now coming back as well. We also got news yesterday, Grace, of the exact dates that Sufjan Stevens' acclaimed concept album turned musical Ellen Noise will be playing at the Park Avenue Armory. The dates are set for March 2nd through the 23rd. And Grace, we were just talking about these really short off-Broadway runs for like the connector at MCC and now this at Park Avenue. I know that there's extensions built in and they're going to be extensions, but like three weeks, that's all you're giving us for this thing that is going to be obviously incredibly interesting to a lot of people. Like you got to give me more time to that to get into town, Grace. I know this is always all about Matt's flight schedule. It, yes. Um, yeah, but I will say it's it's a show that I've been looking forward to now for years, question mark. And I probably still won't get to see it in Park Avenue Armory. Uh, but congratulations to the fact that this team is, is bringing it not only from Chicago, but here. And I feel like it's not the end for the show. I'm sure that there's going to be something else, but it's a really exciting piece that I think that everyone's going to be clamoring for tickets for. Yeah, as we've talked about, it is based on the Sufjan Stevens concept album, Illinois. It is featuring a libretto by Justin Peck and Jackie Sibless Drury. Peck is directing and choreographing as well. Then in what I guess is a very, very thinly veiled tease, members of the company of Here We Are posted some shots from a recording studio. I think we can all pretty much understand what that means um, in fact the actual instagram account for the show posted them as well so i think that means that we are almost certainly getting a, a original cast album recording for steven sondheim's final musical which is not a surprise of course we were always going to get that but it is nice to know that we have it confirmed now all right, Grace, um, I'm going to wrap up with a feel-good recommendation. You mentioned Mean Girls. One of the stars of Mean Girls, who is in fact not 31, I don't even. she wasn't even 21 when she started starring in the show, Renee Rapp's version of World Burn from the Mean Girls movie musical is officially out, and you can check it out now. I think, you know, they used to do, back in my day, Grace, every once in a while we would have replacement stars get cast albums. Like there was a, I remember distinctly having both the Cheetah Rivera and the Vanessa Williams cast album of Kiss of the Spider Woman. Um, there are there have been others. The Grease revival had like every time they got a new Rizzo, they got a new cast album. Um, we obviously don't do that very much anymore. Although Laura Benanti did release an EP when she went into My Fair Lady. But this is kind of like that. We get to hear Renee Rapp doing a lot of these songs. Uh, and I think that is great to have for posterity's sake because I think she's an incredible talent. So check this one out. 
Um, and you can also watch the uh, music video for Not My Fault, which is a song that Megan Thee Stallion and Renee did for the uh, for the film as well. So my recommendation, my feel-good recommendation, is further proof that Ayoade Berry was, in fact, yes. in <laughs> Matilda, um, which is a TikTok on Jeremy O'Hare's platform <laughs> of her doing the whole... Um, revolting children dance um, oh, confirming <laughs> so um, very very cool and uh, yeah listen you don't forget a good dance sequence like that you just don't no no absolutely not I gotta watch that I, I, I knew I wasn't completely crazy but it wasn't showing she didn't have an I, uh, an IBDB page so I don't know if maybe she used a different version of her name back then but I'll have to do a little digging so glad I'm not completely crazy all right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me in some places, I guess, at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.